Hello and good morning on this beautiful February morning here from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Another episode of the Honeycut Scenario on track for the week. Chatting with you. I have a smoothie here because uh, I've been um, trying to eat correctly. I'm using an app called Noom to shave off a few of the pandemic pounds that I put on. I have a skinny frame, so when I have uh, extra weight on me, they call the term is thinny. Start to it's like fat and skinny at the same time. You're thinny. Um, so I have a smoothie here. So here's to you. Mmm, delightful blueberries and bananas and almond butter. Um, I think is this episode eighty four? Anyway, this is the Honeycut scenario. I'm Craig. This is my coffee or smoothie with friends on a beautiful day. It's like spring here. It's like seventy degrees and sunny and. It's so easy to be in a good mood when it's 7 degrees and sunny. Uh, we think we're fancy and in control of things, but we're creatures of weather. It's sunny. It's nice. It's easy to be in a good mood. It's cold. It's crappy. Easier to be in a foul mood, but still no excuses, right? Pirate weather is good weather if you're ready for pirate weather, right? Salty. Arg. Um, today is a short one. Yesterday, I talked about uh, Sydney, a.k.a. ChatGBT. So if you're following the ChatGBT, I would dive into it. It's AI. It's a big, creepy moment in human history. Significant. Uh, hopefully more helpful than harmful. But that's technology, isn't it? Uh, today, uh, I was thinking about the phrase, do what you love at the edge of your ability. I was thinking about this in the last few weeks, and as a creator and a musician, I have struggled at times finding value in what I do. I was lucky enough to be part of uh, Generation X in the suburbs here in America where, um, you know, my mother and father came out of a small town in eastern Tennessee. My dad grew up poor on a farm, and uh, he came of age in the 50s for his career uh, for school in the Navy and then NASA in 1960 uh, formed, and he had a great job his whole life. And I grew up in the suburbs thinking that I wasn't going to starve, and I had opportunities, <clears throat> and I was going to go to college, and it was like the sort of first real spoiled generation. Um, and there were bands that came out of the 60s, like the Beatles and the Who and the Rolling Stones, who showed you could change the world and have a career through music. And I got to read Rolling Stone magazine and learn the lore of like, oh, you can do this as a career and it's legitimate. And so that's what I decided I wanted to do. I worked hard. I threw myself at it in all of the ways, healthy and unhealthy, had success, uh, had failure, had lessons, had all kinds of things. But I think sometimes I questioned the value of music. Right. Because it seemed like so frivolous. And when I got out of my ride in the music industry and I kept playing music, I went through some real existential angst around my role as a creator, as a musician. And I'd spent 10 years in the music industry and I'd reinvented myself across several different media landscapes producer, audio, composer, music supervisor, um, further into technology, into digital marketing. And I had a few jobs along the way. Uh, my jobs were never normal. I don't know what normal is, but 
Uh, I just didn't do the nine to five thing and I never have. And I've, I've been feral my whole life. So I've been self-employed. I'm an entrepreneur. I am self-directed and I had questions because it's not an easy path, right? It's a nonlinear path. I've ripped up more pavement that I've put down. It feels like sometimes. And that skill set really came into play during the pandemic where I realized like, oh, I moved to a beautiful place like the Outer Banks where there's plenty of space to move around and fresh air to get that exercise. Uh, I figured out how to work online many, many years before the world needed to. I had come together and fallen apart enough times that I understood what it was like to have to reinvent yourself and start over. And take the hits from something outside of yourself, right? Some world event that changes your circumstance. And it was interesting because I was like, ooh, okay, the pandemic. All right, I have a skill set here. And as I've dug further and further into my path as a coach to listen to people, to be an agent of awareness for people around me, right? Not an agent of change, but allowing people to articulate their own truth and to help them articulate the truth in their own truth, to move on, to move up. Um, I keep digging into like what makes me tick. And the phrase, do what you love at the edge of your ability, is really powerful. I heard it somewhere as a psychologist, I think, talking about it. And I love that. Do what you love at the edge of your ability. Find out what it is that allows you to aim upward right? To aim towards the sun, to be the most potent version of yourself. And the edge of your ability is like, how, how can you push it? Can you believe to push it? Because that's like the essence of life, right? Not so much about being happy as finding purpose. And that's something that has really been resonating with me as I get more musical or I get back into music with more intention because I've been musical the entire time, right? Exploring where Music works with individuals, with families, in marriages, at funerals, for fun, for not fun. The ultimate tools of vibration that uh, are a tool for commonality. And coming back to do what you love at the edge of your ability is something that resonates with me. Because it's like, okay, well, we all ultimately fail in the sense that we die. And that's it. And so at some stage, the ride's over. And I know that as we all get older, we see more of it. And especially with the pandemic, it's like it's not forever and things fall apart. And we're really lucky to be here right now in the circumstance. And it's easy to not think that. Now, everybody's circumstances is different. So wherever you are, however you are, I hope you're doing good. But, you know, we all have different things going on, right? The world's full of suffering and lack of justice and unfairness and all kinds of things. But here we are. And having the opportunity to do what you love at the edge of your ability is divine. It reminds me of uh, Musashi, who was the greatest samurai of all time and wrote a, a book. Um, and the phrase, I think I'm getting it correct, is like, when you know the way generally, you see the way in all things. And I also love this because it was like, once you master something, once you learn what mastery is like, then you see the core elements of what gets you there. And you can see that in all of the things that you touch, you know, like the, uh, the master that can 
figure out how to learn languages and paint because they understand what lay underneath of how to do that stuff. Um, and that's for me also the artist's path. It's like, how do you learn? How do you learn the core things that allow you to learn, right? How do you onboard more passion, more compassion, more artistry, more creativity? Um, so that's kind of a thing. And it's interesting because it reminds me of Richard Freeman, who was a yoga teacher that uh, Trish and I were listening to. And he would always talk about that yoga is the patterns that patterns make. And I also love that phrase because I see the interconnectivity between these, like, right, do what you love at the edge of your ability. When you know the way generally, you see the way in all things and the patterns that patterns make. Um, so that's cool. Getting under the, in the, into the mojo, the web mojo of life. So wherever you are, I hope you find something that you love. And I hope that you start doing it at the edge of your ability. That's what I have on this Wednesday. Sing along. Do what you love at the edge of your ability. Do what you love at the edge of your ability. Do what you love at the edge of your ability. Do what you love. 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 Whoa! Be good to yourself.